We'll wait maybe just a second on the toilet to finish flushing in case that is audible. I don't think. Well, it's worth waiting. Wouldn't be the first. No, it wouldn't be the first time. We usually don't do that during the show. I hold our audio quality up to a pristine standard. <laughs> this is Carter. And this is James. And this is Heard Him Say. said that we could start all right let's do it so we're gonna start <laughs> Ooh, i was about to go back to the og days and say this is carter nope i already oh did that God. welcome wow. back folks it is episode 18 episode 18 this is april the 19th and Ooh. it is you're listening to this on april the 20th probably though probably okay. 420 happy We're, be blessed Ooh. uh it's allergy season mm. it's baseball season hmm? but most importantly it's Yeezy season. That's right, baby. Today, oh, God. April 19th, year of our Lord, 2018, <laughs> at exactly 325 post-meridium Eastern Standard Time. Pull him up, pull him up. We get a tweet from none other than a Mr. Kanye West saying, my album is seven songs. Then, exactly one minute later, at 326 post-meridium Eastern Standard Time, we get a tweet saying, only June 1st. Woo. Boom. Just like that. The shot heard around the world. We've got a release date, and we have a track. We should act. back up. Kanye just came back to Twitter. What day was it? This past week. Wednesday or Tuesday? You were gone somewhere. It might have been earlier than Oh, that. shoot. Then it was Friday then, because you were gone Friday. Yeah. No, no, I remember where it was. Yeah. It was Friday. So Kanye West came back to Twitter on Friday. Correct. Ran out of nowhere and tweeted something, but he's been back on Twitter for, by the time you're hearing this, about a week. Um, and yeah, we got this announcement, what, 3, 4 p.m. today? 3.25 p.m. Yeah, 3.25 today on a Thursday, just minding our business. That's right. As, you know, living godly lives and here we are it's a series of six tweets though so i'm going to keep going the first okay. tweet was my album is seven songs the second tweet was june 1st the third tweet after everyone was sent into a tizzy let's see how long he gave us uh we got about seven minutes to go into a tizzy yeah, he does bursts and then tweets. the third tweet says me and cuddy album june 8th so seven days later one week after the june 1st drop of his seven track album we get a Kanye West, Kid Cudi collab album, if this is to be believed. Then, the fourth tweet says, it's called Kids See Ghost. That's the name of our group. That's the end of that tweet. Perhaps a Watch the Throne type situation. Then, we get a tweet a little later on saying, Tiana Taylor, June 22nd, and Pusha T, May 25th. It is officially Yeezy season, folks. We've got... Yeah. Allegedly confirmed albums from Kanye, Kanye and Cuddy, Tiana Taylor, and Pusha T, all within a month of each other. Yeah, it's uh, cool. here. I here I was thinking month. that I was gonna enjoy a low key June, and or we just we but... just explained on this podcast, I believe, why April is already pretty stacked. 
Yeah, April's pretty stacked. May is still open outside of push at the end. But May is still wide open for the taking, Travis Scott. Um, but, I mean, June is, June is it. There was another June announcement this week we're obliged to mention. Oh, uh, Aubrey. Oh, yeah, so Scorpio is coming out um, Scorpion. sometime. It's Scorpion? Yeah, the album is Scorpion. Okay. Uh, Drake is dropping a new album in June. Um, date unconfirmed. I'm sure he's working with his people now to figure Hopefully out later what the best. June at this yeah, point. please, please give us this at the end. Um, but yeah, that's happening. June's looking wild stacked. Um, it's called Scorpion. That's all we know. Yeah, presumably executive. God's plan and Nice for What are singles. Probably, at least Nice for What, God's plan for streaming. But um, yeah, that's exciting. We're jazzed out of our minds about it obviously um if you've listened to this podcast for more than two episodes you know what it is if you've paid attention to the title of the show then you know what it is our very first episode was talking about kanye and drake and here we are full circle two almost two years later we're getting drops in the same month um yeah we're not going to spend a ton of time on mr west's announcement today because we've got i don't know something like 40 days to speculate and fight yeah. ourselves over it so we'll save yeah, all i'm that. not sleeping for the next 40 days so. but very exciting stuff uh which quick question before we move on okay which are you more excited for initially Oof. kanye or the, the collab i'm going to say the collab Good because answer. i'm not sure what that sounds like and that like that brings me back to 808's era Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I know that we're not going to get that, but like, I I can't, I'm trying to, like, I know what a Kanye solo album sounds like. I know what a Cuddy solo album sounds like. I don't know what a Cuddy Kanye album sounds like. And that's just, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you know, I'm more excited for that one. I agree for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I'd echo all of that. I would also say that I'm really, I, I mean, we both agree that Kanye West albums are real moments Oh yeah, that's gonna screw in music. Me up too. But I'm I'm really happy that he chose to separate these. He's he said his his solo album is seven tracks supposedly, uh, so we got to assume the other one is somewhat trim as well, perhaps. But let's Hopefully. say you know he could he have lumped all I don't know making up numbers, but could he have lumped an 18 track album together and just had Cuddy all over He's it, done it before very easily? But to be separating these things seems like there's a lot of different moments uh yeah he's being very deliberate about how this is being packaged out which yeah. i'm really excited for and both but it, like you said we've never heard concretely what kanye and Cuddy sound like especially in 2018 so initial thoughts are that so if you listen to this and you think man i hope i hope the boys know the news we there do thank you we are aware yeah please uh, don't text me any screenshots in the few coming days if you think if you think that an hour or two went by that i wasn't up to date yes i might not be on twitter like i used to but if you think that i'm going more than two three hours without knowing right you're wrong. we are embarrassingly in tune with this yeah. whole situation yeah, so please i have my we will continue sources, if you have questions you know maybe hit us but if you need counseling we'll talk right all right yeah. so that's that's our news we started that's out bad. right out the gate i didn't Ooh. see any other appropriate way to do it yeah but that's uh, a good segue um because yeah. we want to today we want to have and we've talked about this like months ago having like a I think when we were trying to figure out how to rebrand the show, which was a weird period, we I remember throwing out the idea of having, I think I called it a creative corner because I like alliteration. Um, but we wanted to have more of those discussions and 
Obviously, we have nothing else to talk about this week. Um, oh, hold on. Shout out Beyonce for making history at Coachella. Um, and God bless you and your performance this week. Because it's Coachella weekend too. But um, we wanted to do an, an art hoe conversation, for mm-hmm. lack of better terms. And it seemed to coincide well with our father, Kanye, coming back to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been... So last week, we had the interview. I forgot which mag or publication it was in. But he interviewed his go-to interior designer. Could you pull that up real quick? Yeah, I'm going to. It was Hollywood so, Reporter. I think so. So he did an interview with his um, designer, and Kanye was conducting the interview. And it's basically a back and forth. And they were basically talking about interior design and other things that they're working on together. And it was kind of like a good segue, I think, for him coming back to Twitter. And he's been... He mentioned in the interview, which is why I mentioned the interview, him working on a philosophy book. Axel Vervoort. Yes. So they've been working together for a long time. And he mentioned in the interview working on a philosophy book. And he got back on Twitter and just immediately just stream of consciousness thoughts. And at some point, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, he said, I'm working on a book, but this is the book. He said something along those lines. And he he was, because he was talking about like intellectual property. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. That's going to be a lot of this episode, so be patient with us. It's us finding specific things we've read yeah. and talked about in the last week. Okay, he said, oh, by this is in the middle of a tweet rant. So if you know Kanye on Twitter, it's always rant. Oh, by the way, this is my book that I'm writing in real time. No publisher or publicist will tell me what to do, what to put, where, or how many pages to write. This is not a financial opportunity. This is innate an innate need to be expressive. I will work on this, in quotations, book when I feel like it. When we sit still in the mornings, we get hit with so many ideas and so many things we want to express. When I read this tweet to myself, I didn't like how much I used the word, so I changed it to Weez, and Weez was capitalized each time. But I say all that to say that Kanye is in a very pensive mode, um, and he's been tweeting very much in this format, um, just kind of like life nuggets. So we kind of wanted to steer this episode in that um, direction specifically he had a tweet he had a lot that I liked obviously the standout sentence of what you just read this is not a financial opportunity this is an innate need to express myself mm-hmm. interesting yes the tweet in question though that has gotten people you know rattled up um, from April 18th which was yesterday he says I find myself getting stuck in the idea of originality and letting my ego push me to say things like quote, this person stole this from me, end quote. And the funny thing is it'll be a reference I took from somewhere, crying face emoji. So I saw a lot of people kind of tweeting back and forth about that. Um, I personally, I think in the last in the last week or so, you and I have shared a lot of different articles back and forth, um, just like creative interviews or different things like that. Um, it just seems to be I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm reading a lot of those things now. Solange did an interview in Dazed, or not even an interview; it was a write up. She did like a, it, go read it for yourself. I can't describe it, but I'm finding myself reading a lot of these things from people that I look up to. Um, Jeffrey Koons did one for Hype Beast. I think they were at um, Art Basel in Hong Kong, and he did that. Mm-hmm. But um, I just kind of wanted to have an art ho discussion because yeah. I think that it's overdue. And I, I wanted to kind of touch, it seemed like Kanye doing this right now was like a great starting point. So I wanted to touch base, I guess, start with that tweet and then yeah. kind of work outward. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I think Kanye back on Twitter, first of all, is refreshing. Mm-hmm. 
because what people, excluding the Pablo rollout, which was Kanye Twitter chaos, sometimes in a bad lens, just because of, of the emotional toll of all of that. But before that, Kanye's Twitter presence was kind of famously abstract or, or random or philosophical. His internet presence for a long time has been that way. Even when he had his blog on his page. Yeah, they've been blurps of, of philosophical nonsense. All caps. But almost before he grew into that position, like mm-hmm. when he was just a musician, it was like, wow, this guy really does have funny tweets. What's up with all that? Yeah. Why isn't he singing Gold Digger? Yeah. You know? Um, but it's funny to see that full circle now and for him to be tweeting in similar style, but to be received in a different way because of his position in the art and design community at this point. Yeah, things have definitely changed in the last four or five years for Kanye as far as like what people are willing to listen to from him and yeah let's talk about Yeezy as a fashion brand okay uh so that started shortly after Yeezy's era I believe was the Yeezy Adidas announcement well yeah because Nike Nike disintegrated right around Yeezy Yeezy's yeah he was wearing red Octobers on the Yeezy's tour yeah that was like the end right so then that kind of wraps up and he starts working with Adidas. He starts wearing the 750s and things like that. Yeah. And the Yeezy brand pops off shortly after that with season one sometime, I think, in 2014. I want to say fall of. That sounds right. Um, and Kanye's original interviews and aspirations were all that were to break into high fashion, first mm-hmm. and foremost. That was right? what the whole Yeezy's era was about. Almost. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong to, to recap all of this in a brief way. Yeah, it was to break into high fashion, is to create a name, and for him to work up to all the people that he's been idolizing and putting on a pedestal for a decade of his career. Being yeah. the Louis Vuittons, the Chanel, the all of it. Being high design, high fashion stuff. So Yeezy does that, starts to work towards that, does the runway stuff, gets a whole lot of shit, frankly, for having raggedy looking clothes on runway stuff starts to gain more traction the 350s come out and they're the first big commercial success the 750s happen but never to their full realization because of limited production yeah Yeah. but the 350s and their different colorways from 2015 to currently have released in a dozen different colors and releases and are yeah are, are the hype beast shoe yeah. And have been for years. Uh, so really on the piggyback of the 350 success, the brand has propulsed itself to what he was originally trying for it to be. Yeah. But all of that in like a streetwear sense still, there's still clothes that they're trying to sell for three, four, five hundred $500 that aren't necessarily doing the same numbers. It's all a little bit blurry there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that happens... Yeezy seems pretty established now. We get the Pablo release, which was Yeezy Season 3, the live stream and all of that. So there's a direct coinciding with the fashion growth and Pablo era and all of that. We get the life of Pablo, which we talked about in episode, what was that, 7? 
we talked about in our Pablo recap that it felt like a easy fashion show just being yeah. there on the floor. Everyone in their hype beast culture was wearing in the pit, the sweaties pit, wearing seven hundred dollar pieces of easy stuff, yeah. which is crazy. Anyway, all of that to say that the easy growth and season directly coincides with Pablo and the Pablo era. Mm-hmm. Now we're past that. We know something else is coming. We know he's been in Wyoming for the last few months working with every artist and their brother. We know he's in a creative headspace. We don't know what it sounds like or looks like until today we start to get a brief peek. But we also don't know what that means for his aspirations on the fashion end and on himself as a brand in general. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think it's super interesting that a week ago we get the interview with Vervort. Mm-hmm. which has a lot of really interesting call-outs that I think we should start to go through, some of the stuff we've talked about, mm-hmm. just about his change in direction. And mm-hmm. having read that last week without any date or information on the album, you and I were discussing what do you think these changes, which sound like a change in philosophy or priority, will result in from a music standpoint. Mm-hmm. So the biggest recurring theme, correct me if you don't agree, in the interview of Alex Vervoort is that Kanye was saying he's no longer trying to be number one. Yeah. He doesn't have the aspirations he once had to be the high fashion line big dog that he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now looking to be... Water, as he said. He uses water as an example. I took that to mean ubiquitous. I took that to mean bro- I took it as broader being like a source solutions. for other people, like a source of inspiration or something else. It did seem kind of random the way he put that in there. Yeah, I took it as that. It felt like breadth to me. Like I, he doesn't want yeah. to just focus on what might be fashion in that closed community. Yeah, but to be something that was I don't know. It was funny that something he, that was worth something to everyone. Yeah, it was funny that he mentioned trend though. Now that I'm thinking because we had a conversation. I think when we did the Q and A episode about like personal style and trends mm-hmm. and i thought that, that was interesting how we talked about trend mm-hmm. as far as like somebody being like involved in fashion i'm trying to pull up this because when you think of yeezy brand fashion you think of trendy type stuff well now yeah now it is to this point yeah yeah i think and even with the wave runners for instance and the things that it's turning to now you know we're getting less out of like a grungy type vibe and into like a 90s ish colorful bike biker shorts right that vibe which yeah. is trickling into a lot of other brands already he called out nike that was his first tweet back i was yeah. calling out nike for which has always been the case i think i think a lot of it and he i want to say that he touched on it in the interview but he definitely touched on it in the tweets um i think a lot of it has to do with ego and his ego specifically and how he views that and how much of it he's how much he's influenced by it. Because I think before it was like, I want to be number one because I'm Kanye West and I think I deserve to be number one. And like, it just seemed like to be like a lot of ego led things. And even with that tweet that I referenced, (laughs) bless you. Even with that tweet that I referenced where he was talking about how he'll, like his ego will push him to think that, oh, somebody's stealing from me, but then he'll take a step back and look at it and say, well, what I was doing originally, which I thought was being stolen, was actually a reference point from something else. So I think that a lot of where he's pivoted has to do with ego. 
Bless you. Yes, I totally agree with mm-hmm. ego in that conversation. I think I wish we I'd like to find as many quotes as we can in what we're referencing just for from the interview or from the tweets. Uh, both really, they're kind of side by side. Oh man, I might sneeze again. I don't want to do that. Go for it. Oh, I don't think so. Oh. Sorry, that's gross. Like I said, allergy season, baseball season, easy season. Um, yeah. It was obvious in the interview. I, I wish I knew how to say his name for sure, because I'm sure I'm butchering it, but Vervort, it's clear that Kanye looks up to him very heavily. And it was interesting, you know, people have different conversations with different peers based on what they have in common. This was Kanye in like his full art ho mode talking to someone that he looks up to greatly and clearly learns a lot from so mm-hmm. I, I thought the conversation back and forth with them seemed so different than what you usually hear because all the reporting on Kanye West comes from music media yeah, and from his proximity to other musicians in that realm because that's what he's famous for primarily and for to get a detailed look and something like this um uh, in specifically the artist context outside of music, I don't think music was mentioned once in this. Not in the in that interview, no. No, and so that was really interesting to me to hear what other things he cares about without any reflection on music, except for us digging up what we think it means in that context. Um, we talked about his focus maybe shifting from a. This was Monday night, I believe we had this discussion. Um. We were talking about him in con- in reference to Jay-Z, which is a conversation that's a little bit separate from this, but I want to try to recap some of what I thought was nice about what we said. Yeah, I remember. We talked about him and Jay-Z being as far off as they've ever been from one another in a career standpoint, but also heading towards the same thing more rapidly than they have been previously. That they've both done the family things. It seemed like, I think this was some of our discussion, that Jay-Z is full business, has been full business for a long time, is a very successful businessman. I don't want to get this backwards. No, we said, I think we were saying that they both seem to be on their, while Jay-Z might seem to be more capitalism driven and Kanye is more not capitalism driven i'm trying not to use you know buzzwords or anything here art centric sure they both have the same end goal which is like investing in family like their their kids and then like the future so like jay-z is capitalism driven but within the lens of like i want to make sure that my kids are cool yeah and kanye is more like i want to do this but to make sure that my kids are cool and I think that this is like the first time that they've been like on equal footing as far as that. Because you think back to like Watch the Throne, neither one of them had kids. Right. And now each of them, and that seemed to be like their, the peak of like their synergy. And now the two of them have three kids, all young kids. And like they're, it seems to be like they're at equal level. Like we granted, we haven't seen them in public in God knows when. But even Jay Z did that interview with what's the dude's name on Reddit? Not Reddit. Jesus on Netflix who David Letterman mm-hmm. where he did that and he basically said like Kanye will always be my brother and it feels like this is like even though they're on opposite sides of that spectrum and Jay-Z like they have the whole falling out with title or whatever it seems like their end goal is the same 
their methods of getting to it might be different, but it seems like this is the first time in a in a while that they're kind of matching up because throughout the Yeezus era and outside of that, it was like, well, Kanye and Jay Z, what similarities do we have? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it seems to me like Jay Z earlier on in his career had a business centric push and was and was pushing for maximum exposure and biggest numbers and things like that, and then later in his career to present was looking for more of an artistic lens and what can I contribute and how can I continue to push my music yeah. while, I mean, he's still doing business stuff, obviously, that's his whole thing. But like yeah. 444, for instance, wasn't as much of a business play as it was a, an art piece. Especially in comparison to, um, shit, what was that album that came out before? Magna Carta. Magna Carta, Holy Grail, or right. even Blue, well, no. It's Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Right. And then to contrast that with Kanye West, who has been art centric early and through the middle and for a large portion of his career and then as of lately in the yeezy context has been well why why am i not a giant business mogul why don't why don't i have a big giant brand and things like that so it's like they took opposite approaches jay-z maybe business first and then art later and kanye maybe art first and business later Mm -hmm. and then they both had a family and now on the back side of that three kids later for each of them are maybe both seeing neither of those things are what they thought they were looking for i don't know i don't yeah, i don't want to like make too many conclusions like but more family focused now yeah and family like, focus make sure my kids are good. means neither art nor business explicitly yeah it's like both. the coexistence of the two yeah which is interesting because it's also interesting because they both have wives who are some would argue more commercially successful than both of them yeah yeah bigger names perhaps yeah which is it's funny like how their lives kind of mirror each other in that way you know from different neighborhoods for lack of a better word yeah yeah all that to say maybe they're not there yet maybe they're not concluding that but from a third party here looking in Mm -hmm. it seems like they're kind of headed towards similar conclusions yeah i think it's the ego thing ego's a ton of it but it's like that you've Kanye's done everything. Realizing, like he went through his whole Jesus era and then Pablo and it's like there's even, not much left to prove. Yeah, which seems like what it is now. Like even though he took a jab at Nike in that first tweet back, which was all like tongue in cheek, it felt like. But like even like that tweet about like I I want to say that people are stealing from me, but everything I'm doing is a reference point. And like people seem to be kind of up in arms about that. I and I was like I was I'm interested in hearing your point of view of that. Because I don't think we talked about that. Of what exactly? That tweet. Which was the tweet? I'm sorry. He, about the whole reference point. And he tweeted earlier about that. About not being so obsessed with originality. I think yeah. was how he kind of kick-started that. And people had a lot to say about that. Obviously, since, you know, online, like, intellectual property. And he, I'm pretty sure he said intellectual property in one of his tweets. Like, intellectual property and content creation is a, a big thing. Like, those are obviously buzzwords. Here you go. Here's three tweets I'll read. Um, These are all yesterday. One of the tweets says, Too much emphasis is put on originality. Yeah. Feel free to take ideas and update them at your will. All great artists take an update. He says a little bit later, I find myself getting stuck in the idea of originality and letting my ego push me to say things like, This person stole from me. And the funny thing is, it'll be a reference I took from somewhere. 
Then, a little bit later, he says, let's be less concerned with ownership of ideas. It is important that ideas see the light of day, even if you didn't get credit for them. Let's be less concerned with credit awards and external validation. He says, don't trade your authenticity for approval. Truth is my goal. Controversy is my gym. I'll do a hundred reps of controversy for a six pack of truth. Well, if you want to see the true character of a person, watch the way they treat someone who can't do anything for them. Mm -hmm. This is a book. Yeah, he said he's giving the book out for free. Today will be the greatest day so far. Life keeps getting better and better. Wow. Okay. So the tweet you wanted to talk about specifically was, I find myself getting stuck in the idea of originality. It was more so the idea behind the tweet, those tweets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, mm, I liked everything he said, partially just because of the transparency in someone this high up in something saying these things so candidly. Yeah. We've seen that before with a certain famous politician but it's different when you agree with the person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I think uh, I obviously agreed with most of it. Sorry, hold on. I obviously agreed with most of it. Um, some of it felt, and like I always feel a way about like uber famous people kind of saying these things that like normal people would say, like. Yeah, they could just tweet fortune cookies and get a million retweets. Well, not even that, but it's like Kanye talking about, like, don't be so obsessed about ownership of content is, like, a little different than somebody who's, like, trying to, like, get Come a up. start. You know what I mean? Like, it right. comes from a different place because Kanye, like, Kanye doesn't need to ever get credit again. And Kanye gets credit where credit isn't due. And a That's lot of the people thing. Like, I don't o- get their credit where it's due. Yeah, like, I always feel a weird way about celebrities kind of complaining about certain things. And that's not to say that they're not they don't have room to complain about certain things. But I always feel weird about, like, even I saw, I'm not going to say who it is, but I saw, and, you know, in case they're listening, but I saw a celebrity tweeted, a pretty big celebrity tweeted, like, I hate, like, they said, like, something about, like, Hollywood culture and something like that. And it was like, okay. Like, I, I get it, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, obviously you're entitled to that, and I obviously understand that there are obviously things to, like, hate about, like, that. But it just feels like a little... I don't know. I'm. I don't want to. I always feel. I. I feel like a weird way about that kind of stuff. So like, while I do agree with Kanye, um, on not being so obsessed with that, or more so not being so obsessed on like original originality, originality, because nothing is truly original at this point. I do feel like it's a little weird for him to say like, oh, we should put less focus on that because yeah. he's made more than enough off. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. To go back to the interview, um, one of the things that pops up a couple times in the interview is that Kanye was having a hard time processing and dealing. When they did this sit-down for this interview, oh, he had just found out that Virgil, Virgil Abloh, longtime collaborator of Kanye, yeah, um, was hired as the head, the director of Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Which is a huge deal because they were peers and are still peers. And Kanye has been publicly obsessed with Louis Vuitton for over a decade now. Yeah. 
so for Kanye to be working up and up and up and up two years ago, Kanye probably would have told you that's exactly what he wants to be doing. Yeah. But we talked about this Monday. What I think is interesting is that all of Kanye's tone towards this news wasn't jealousy. It was disappointment. It seemed to veer that way because the only thing he really explicitly said, because the guy seemed like he was digging, or it wasn't the guy, it was the designer, seemed like he was like, well, where did this come from? But it seemed like Kanye, because Kanye immediately after that said, Virgil and I have been working towards making like affordable clothing or something, something along those lines. Like obviously making all that stuff that Kanye's been working on with Adidas affordable. And that was the only thing he said in reference to now Virgil being the creative director for Louis Vuitton, which is one of the least affordable like accessible lines like that's that's a luxury line so it, it was odd to hear him or not odd surprising to hear him have that take um when it comes to virgil kind of becoming like the face for lack of better terms of a brand like louis vuitton which kanye has infamously <laughs> stand for you know what i mean mm-hmm. that that was it a more interesting part of the interview. Yeah, there's a quote here. Um, so Verdort asked Kanye, something bad happened? And Kanye says, it's not bad or good. That it's, was weird. <laughs> it's my creative collaborator being the head of Louis Vuitton. He laughs. And Verdort says, Ver Verdort. Again, I'm still butchering that. He says, whoa, whoa. And Kanye says, because he and I have been fighting to make apparel at a certain price that still has the same credibility and desirability as something at a higher price. But when they say he was my creative director, that's incorrect. He was a creative collaborator. A little scattered there. And Verver Dwart says, In every loss, there is something you gain, and in everything you gain, there is something you lose. But some people will always look at the thing that doesn't work as a sign of destruction. We have to accept it like a samurai then nothing can hurt you. Acceptance is... So, like, he answers it with some fortune cookie type wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they continue on. But it was interesting that Kanye was distracted by that for half of this and totally passed it. Another I want to, another quote I want to call out. Um, so, Vervort says, So I don't dream something I know I will never realize. I like that quote a lot. I dream it, and even if it's very difficult, I want to realize it. And then Kanye says directly after that, and I love this quote, There are just a lot of words that I want to remove when you think about a company. Like the word company. I like the word community better. I don't like the word brand because we don't use branding. And the vervort says, Yeah, exactly. And Kanye says, We inform. It's a lot of things. A complete different ethos to what Yeezy is. Ethos, of course, being the ethical appeal of a brand. I I just thought that was super interesting. To go from someone who's building a brand two years ago to someone saying that I don't like the word company and brand and what that pushes towards. I like the word community better. It's it's very obvious Kanye's in a different mental headspace. Not just creatively, but like in what he's prioritizing. Mm -hmm. Which we haven't seen. Like In every album he does, in every era of Kanye, there's a different creative headspace. That's true all the time. Yeah. But most of that is reactionary towards his life. That's fair. And this time it seems uh, 
to be more of a redefinition. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like a reaction to post Yeezy. No. To post Pablo era, to post brand building and, and high fashion breakthrough. This feels like him realigning and defining publicly what he's interested in. Yeah. Do you think that'll translate to music? I don't know. I was just about to ask. I don't. I'm interested in. I don't. I want. I don't want to say. I don't think it will. I'm interested in hearing how it translates to music. It seems like for the first time in a long time, he's writing his own story. That's fair. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Since we'll say graduation. I would say Pablo is the beginning of it. But Pablo was like inherently recap. How so? Pablo touched on all the eras of him. Yeah. Pablo was reflective. But I still think it was very current in like what was going on and like where he was like mentally. I think so. Yeah, there were definitely checkpoints there. Yeah, I think it signaled a turn for him like philosophically as like far as like what he was focusing on. Like obviously yeah. he had two I'm pretty sure Saint was born by the time Pablo came out. It was, he was yeah. getting ready to be born. Like, he was. I see Pablo as like a celebration. Yeah. I don't know okay, what yeah. to make of this, mostly because we have no music and because we're talking right out of our own butts. Yeah. But Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Even even <laughs> if even if there wasn't music announced today, yeah, I, I we were still ex- we've been excited all week over speculatory things. Yeah, but even but even bigger than music, like just where he's headed as an artist. Yeah, whatever that means, which now we know means music. Well, it was just, it was finally like a glimpse because for so long he's just been like radio silent for like close to a year. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't know what Kanye's thinking or like where he's at or what he's doing. And now it's like it's it's interesting to see where he's at. Um, I don't know. I, I I really do want to hear more of this in music. Um, Charlemagne was with him in Calabasas. I want to hear more of that. I want to hear that conversation fleshed out and kind of see where Kanye is. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in his choice. Um, for like Charlemagne to be the person that he does like the first comeback interview with, if that's what it's gonna be. I'm interested in like learning why he picked Charlemagne. Yeah, that's really um, weird. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I want to hear more about it. I'm interested in kind of how he's, how he's kind of pivoted in the last few years as far as like his focus. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, and who knows? By the time we record next week, we might actually have like music. But it it just seems like in, like Kanye has finally, or I don't want to say finally. Because he said that he's he that was another point. He said that he's four years old in the interview, which you had a theory about. Yeah, my take on that. He says, I'm, maybe I can find the actual quote before I say it. Hang on, come in. Uh, well, there's a 38 year old, eight year old from Saint Pablo, right? Yeah, that was my theory. Uh, Kanye says something in this interview where he says, oh, "You have to excuse me, I'm just four years old." Yeah. And the question was, or the people were talking about, why did he say that? Is he just talking about he's immature? Yeah. And I was wondering if four years might have been a more concrete number. He references in, in what song is that? 38-year-old, 8-year-old. Is it St. Pablo? Yeah, the 38-year-old, 8-year-old. He's talking about his social immaturity and calls himself 8 years old there on the last album. Wait, 
Maybe that's Sorry. 30 no, hours. It is. I think I, that's what I was just supposed or to say. Or Real Friends. It's one of those two. It's the one with Kendrick. Because he talks about Mulholland Drive. It's Real Friends. Yeah. Real Friends. He says 38-year-old, 8-year-old. Uh, but in this interview, he calls himself. He says, you'll have to excuse me. I'm just four years old. No uh, more parties in L.A. Like I said, no more parties in L.A. is where he says that. 38-year-old, 8-year-old. In this interview, he says, you'll have to excuse me or something like that. I'm just four years old. I'm wondering if four years was a random number he told to this guy or if Kanye has actually considered that before that he's been in this high art realm for something like four years, uh, which would put us at 2014, which is about a year after Yeezus era, which makes me think that maybe the Yeezy brand is about four years old. I'm just not sure that number was a random thing Kanye pulled out or if that's something he's actually mentally considered before. But anyway, pretty random tangent there. Yeah, I saw... You weren't the only person. I saw definitely somebody else mention that. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I just didn't feel like it was that or... random when I saw it. Huh. Well, funny, because <laughs> before we hit record, I was like, we're not going to we're not gonna stay in Kanye this whole time. And then we did. What else were we even going to talk about? I don't know. We knew it was going to be an art ho discussion. I just didn't want it to... <laughs> It was inevitable that we that we did it about Kanye. Though, That's true. Time. Big shout out Jeff Koons. There's a really good write up in Hype Beast. <laughs> yeah, go read that. There's plenty of y'all knew what this there. was gonna be. I'm so I'm not sorry. Um, yeah, but we weren't just speculating the whole time. We were talking about real things. We were. We were. It's better than normal. <laughs> we'll, we'll be better. We'll do better. Well, I've um, had a nice time. I did too. No, we, we got to flush it out. This I'm, is like a more concise recap of what's been a week of back I'm and happy. forth. Next week will not... Well, I'm not going to say that because Kanye might drop two yeah, singles. Yeah, screw that. Week. No I, promises. Yeah. Sorry. Um, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 18. Um, rate, subscribe. We really do need to link the things we referenced somewhere oh i do i usually do in the where where can i find them on the twitter okay on twitter i will always link um the articles that we reference so yeah, i will go catch the articles in. i'll link the follow Jeff kanye one. on twitter uh, if you're brave talk about it i'll link the kanye interview i'm not gonna link his twitter since you can go see that himself yep. um is there anything else that we talked about this week that falls in line with that nothing crazy no. No. Go read Solange's interview in days. Not an interview, a write up. Link that too. Yes, I will link that as well. Um, shoot, I think that's it. Okay. Cool. We'll be back next week. So, yeah, like us, um, rate us, share with your friends. Peace.